try it? Hello, hello. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next time. time. I am your host, William Blower, with my co host, Simon. McCormack. Nets Nation. I'm a secret free Hong Kong protester and I've snuck on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we were at the preseason game last night at which, as Simon had. Oh, hi, folks. Welcome oh. back. Uh, this is your weekly look behind the scenes <laughs> of Nets Nation. Yeah, that's right. Um, we are the. Deep state reporting from behind enemy lines. That's right. We're going to take them down, take down the tyrant with our tyranny. With our Okay, so anyway, yes, we were at a game last night, weren't we, yeah. Simon? Yes, um, we were. Which is why you may notice in place of the lively, witty, smart, fun, lively, I've said that many times already, people that normally host this lively. show. Lively. <laughs> You're talking talking to two husks of human beings right now. <laughs> Though we may not be feeling so great today, we are happy to be here with you as we are each and every week. Yes, very happy. Um, Simon, we're at the preseason game. People snuck in um, protesting what's happening in Hong Kong mm-hmm. um, and the NBA's... Somewhat ambiguous stance. Yeah, I would say um, profoundly am- ambivalent. Ambivalent. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think of the preseason game? What did you think of the protesters? Who stood out? Who popped? Who broke your heart? Mm. Uh, was it was it as enjoyable as you'd hoped? Does this team inspire you with confidence after getting the uh, kicked out of them by the Toronto Raptors? What's going on in that that dome over there? Ugh, okay, well, uh, I'll start with the bad. I um, I am starting to have some serious doubts about Torian Prince's uh, ability to play the power forward. As you mentioned on a number of times, he was both driven past and muscled uh, out of, um, you know, by his uh, opponent. And uh, he secured in, I believe he played something like 20, 20, low 20s minutes and got one rebound, um, which is not what you want from your power forward. Um, and no, then, and arguably what you might expect to get from a guy who's very clearly not a power forward right, playing right, the power forward position, right. which we have, uh, I, I believe Kenny offers the master class in that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have, and I think it has infected all Nets fans as well, sort of... <laughs> Taken the idea of a stretch four and distorted it beyond any any meaningful and and it, any 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 sort of meaning that would that would uh, correlate to what happens in the rest of the world yep. and the rest of the NBA in mm-hmm. particular. Um, and I was also very disappointed by we gave up twenty plus three pointers. That they shot like forty some three pointers. They shot like fifty one percent. Yeah. That is not, as we said last night, that is not Nets basketball. We are supposed to be chasing them off the line. We definitely did not. We looked sluggish. We looked like we were still in China on China time. Right. And um, that was bad. It was nice the one good thing I thought was seeing Kyrie, even though he did not have a very good game, he did dazzle. Um, with yes. a few, few plays. He's fast. He's good at dribbling. He likes to shoot 
at the rim in crazy wild manners. Yes. Uh, just happened that not many of those went in yesterday. Yeah. But surely that will change. Uh, I think, you know, playing with a face mask has to be inhibiting him in some way. And whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. We're here today not only to talk Nets Nation, but to talk about the future. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, This is the Soothsayer episode where we predict out eight months hence at what will happen in this net season. The official start date of the NBA is Tuesday. Our first game is at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday. We also play Friday. I'm not sure if we play again during the weekend or not. But we have minimum two games coming up before the next time we talk to you. It's actually here. NBA season is upon us. We will finally know whether this grand Marxian experiment will pay off. Yeah, after this year, right? Not the today, not this I think week. these two games will dictate <laughs> whether this grand Marxian experiment <laughs> will pay out. Okay, okay, good. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do uh, is we are going to go through a number of different categories. Uh, standard things like sixth man of the year, most improved player, Etc. Etc. For the Nets, give our reasons for who we think is going to win each of these awards, and then we are going to we've we've got some fun categories that Simon and I have concocted for your delectation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an odd start to a podcast, I gotta say. But you know what? We're going to get through it, buddy. Um. We just enjoyed a couple of apples from from the farmer's market. What was your impression of that gall apple? Fresh, it was good, crisp? Yeah, it was good. Perfectly ripe, right? It was right? good, yeah. Yeah? What's your What's your ideal apple? Um, I like honey crisps. Honey crisps? Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you find them? At Gala. They're the only apples at Gala that can sometimes be okay, although it still takes quite a long time to find remotely decent ones. Okay. That, that's all I had there. I did not have a full amount. I did not have enough to, uh, I, banter there to. I, I was I was getting a text from the Bernie <laughs> campaign again. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was reading an article in the New York Times and and uh, the endorsement of by um, AOC and. Uh, Ilhan Omar, Omar, Omar uh-huh. uh, believe it or not, has not made the New York Times any more enthusiastic about the Bernie campaign. Uh, in a shock to all. Yeah. But this is not a Bernie podcast. Right? This is a Brooklyn Nets podcast. So we are going to get through some predictions. We're going to start with the biggest one of all, the one that everyone here is tuning in to find out about, mm-hmm. and that is win total. Right now, Vegas has the Nets at approximately 43.5 in most books. Okay. Uh, I, na- I hammered the over when we were in Jersey last weekend, uh, but that's mostly because I'm never going to bet against our beloved team. Right, right. Now is the time you and I give our win total projections for the year. This is the this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Simon, what is the Nets win total in the 2019-2020 season? Uh, I'm going to say 45, which uh, when Dan Devine said that uh, upset me and now 
after seeing that preseason game and seeing and seeing you know other much more pessimistic uh, predictions, um, I would be happy with forty-five. Um, <clears throat> you sh- you really should have been at the game when we played the Brazilian team. <laughs> I gotta say, I walked out of there seeing the NBA's first ever eighty-two win season. Right, right. Uh, it just was so easy, effortless. Yeah. We had they like looked, fifty assists or something. Oh, that and an extraordinary number of assists, effortless three pointers. I mean, you could leave them open. It didn't matter if you played defense; they weren't going to score. <laughs> uh, very different impression. So yes, these I think that our our projections here are going to have a bit of a recency bias mm-hmm. because we have witnessed a brutalization at the hands of a a greatly diminished yeah. Raptors team from yeah. last season. And of course, we know you're not supposed to take the preseason seriously. We have uh, the win total for me. The 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 number one thing about the win total is health, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. Um, if you told me right now that Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert play over 75 games, I would say unquestionably we're going over that 43.5. Okay, but. In Kyrie Irving's eight seasons in the league, he has averaged 63.5 games a season. So Kyrie? Really? Kyrie, yes. Ooh. So he misses approximately uh, 19, 19 games, games a season. Karras, on the other hand, over three seasons, has averaged 56 games a season. So 26 games that guy's sitting out. Um... I would love to believe that history teaches us nothing and that we can all write the future in any way we would like. Uh But I have to say, I think that we're going to be looking at those two playing uh, games closer to their historical averages than to a 75-game season. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance they're playing 75 games. In which case... Uh, that, coupled with my feeling that we're going to get into in a bit, uh, that they might be trading some pieces, mm. um, makes me think that this team is going to be low 40s, uh, possibly Woof. 39 to 40 range. Woof. I'm going to lock it in at 40. Yeah. 40 wins. Uh, that's two less than last season. It's going to be a disappointment, but it's going to make us all the hungrier to get Kevin Durant back and to see what the championship 2021 season is all about. Uh, next award, Simon. MVP. Yeah. Who's your MVP this season? This year, Bill, I was dazzled last night as he shot a bunch of clankers. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Kyrie Irving has stolen my heart and danced away with it. I think he's going to be our our MVP. I mean, you, if you want any chance of this team being any good at all, you better <laughs> effing hope he's our MVP. Um, that said, I was listening to the Brian Winhurst podcast. And I guess Kyrie refused to speak to media for a couple days last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was saying that this was so, somewhat troubling to him because when 
apparently it's required of players to speak to media. And when stars begin to refuse to do that, it suggests that they are beginning to take control of the organization and are able to dictate their own rules and we you know absolute power corrupts absolutely uh i think is the thinking on that and he he just says that that in itself is not that significant of a thing but it 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 foretells uh a slippage of control Mm. from from marks to to Kyrie that could wreak havoc further down the road. <laughs> uh, so that's our MVP, folks, Kyrie Irving. Our next guy... Is that who you think is going to be the MVP? I mean, uh, well, I mean, he, again, he better be. <laughs> if he's not, the season is even worse than I, than I, than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, most improved player. Mm, For yes. me, Simon, this is a simple one. This okay. is a no-brainer. You've already mentioned him once. It is Torian Prince. Okay. So his numbers last year were already pretty decent. 13.5 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.1 assists. I expect that to get closer to about 16 points a game. He's going to have a lot of open looks if he's playing with Karras and Kyrie at all this season. Um, they're going to encourage him to shoot, shoot, shoot that three ball, and I think he's probably going to take more of those than he ever has in his life. Um, as you saw last night, he is going to be slotted into a position he has no business playing before. <laughs> uh, but what that will also mean is by by being forced to play a position he, should, again, shouldn't be playing, he will likely increase his rebounding average, and I I could see that going up. I mean, it didn't show last night, but listen, if DeAndre Jordan can get rebounds just standing under the basket every play, uh, surely Torian will you know, take a page out of his notebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could creep up closer to the six range. Um, and that that's our dream scenario yeah. for our power forward. Maybe a could s- he get six? Could he? It's almost unfathomable that he would, but imagine <laughs> he does. Um, the game is changing, Simon. People are shooting a lot more threes. You know, fours can be whatever. Uh, who's your Who's your MIP? MIP, Bill, and this is an interesting. I will admit a a sort of. Um, a paint-outside-the-lines version of what a most improved player, what that means. Okay, yeah. But mine's going to be Karis (laughs) LeVert, and he's going to... No, that's a great candidate. Well, wait till you hear what I say. (laughs) Because I don't think, you know, I think he's going to be... My my dream for him, anyway, my my hope, um, and mildly my expectation, is that he... uh, Oh, Bernie's out of money. Um, That he, he... plays at about the level that he was at, um, you know, at the beginning of the year last year, where he's averaging, you know, around 18 points, um, hopefully shoots better from three, um, but most importantly, the, the improved part is going to be staying on the court, um, so that's, that's you know, my point there. I mean, I think that, I think that realistically, Karis LeVert is an MIP, league MIP candidate. Mm. Uh, as we know, playoffs, he was transcendent. Beginning of season, transcendent. Of last season, transcendent. Um, if he gets to that level this season and can put it together, stay healthy all season long, he is going to be on a lot of people's most improved player list. Um not because it'll necessarily be a huge jump from where he was at his peak, but because it's for a sustained period right, of time. Right, right. 
Uh, sixth man of the year. Who's your sixth man of the year, Simon? The obvious choice is... Spencer. Yeah. Um, but that's not who I picked. Just right, FYI. right. Um, I think our sixth man of the year is going to be the fighting bulldog... Uh, David, David Nwaba. Nwaba. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, coach. coach. Oh, God. Uh, that was our fault, coach. That was a. That's our David Nwaba impression, coach. Yeah. Uh, I. He did not have a good shooting night last night, or a good shooting career, but uh, <laughs> he, he has been better in the preseason, and I. I just love his tenacity. He. He seems to really, you know. Enjoy sort of in a crude way a you know physicality yeah a dog fight imposing his will <laughs> yeah um, I'd like to think dogs don't actually like being in dog fights but, uh, but <laughs> this guy does but yeah but um so that's my pick all right Simon I've got a I've got a scandalous one uh, I think listeners when you hear this get onto Twitter tweet at me your reactions okay because mm. this is going to ruffle some feathers Joe Harris Whoa. say what. <laughs> Joe Harris is not a starter, folks. Joe Harris is a three-point specialist who you plug and play, bring him in various points throughout the game for some hot points off the bench, hmm. get that shooter off the bench. But I think, in all likelihood, since Torian Prince very clearly is not a stretch for by any stretch of the imagination, uh, that Joe Harris is going to lose his number three small forward starting spot since Joe Harris really is a two-guard. Um, and he's going to come off the bench. He's going to be a great bench guy. He's going to, um, you know, maybe take the league by, you know, win another scoring or uh, three-point percentage mm. title. Uh-huh. Uh, and could be our sixth man of the year. Who comes in at the four? Who comes in at the uh, So I in guess I would have lineup. Torian at the four and uh, Wilson Chandler. Oh, okay. Or Lance Thomas. Okay. Not uh, Kurutz? Kurutz starting at the four. Ah, ah, sorry, I didn't yeah, hear yeah. that part. Got it, yeah. Kurutz, Lance, and Wilson. Or DeMontis Bonus. Right, okay. If we go ahead and snatch him up. Mm. Uh, defensive player of the year, Simon, for the Nets. Um, well, I'll say Garrett Temple. Um, he looked like a stud last night. Yeah. Which is to say, the, he looked like, the other than Nwaba, the only guy who could play defense. Yes, I... I agree. Um, <coughs> I I think he will be our our only hope guarding the all of the great wings out there uh, in in this uh, league of ours um, that we just looked you know as you said in, incapable of yeah. of guarding a chair last night. But uh, we are going to have to play some quite good wings. Um, <coughs> wow. I'll go ahead and cough right into the mic for my part. Uh, defensive Player of the Year for me, Simon. Jarrett Allen. Oh, great. Allen was a beast last night. He's ferocious down there. He's throwing elbows. He's getting dirty. He's fighting. DeAndre Jordan has clearly put a little fire under his butt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jarrett Allen, and I said this last year, it didn't happen, but I think it's going to happen this year. Uh, each year, his rookie season, he averaged 1.2 blocks a game. Last year, it took a small leap up to 1.5. This is the year I see him uh, <clears throat> nibbling at the heels of two blocks a game, which would put you in top five, usually, in the league status. If he can become a rim pre- protector of that stature, uh-huh. I think he's going to be the anchor 
of our defense. And for me, Simon, that wins you the Defensive Player of the Year. Great. <laughs> All right, so those are our real predictions for mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to downshift or upshift, <laughs> depending on whether you like fun, uh, <laughs> into fun predictions for the year. Um <clears throat> so we have a number of wacky categories that we're going to predict this year. Mm-hmm. And some of them I'm going to, I have like a, a fun name for them as well. Oh, very nice. Uh, so the first category is the most likely to have an off-court scandal. Yeah. A.K.A. the regular season Wilson Chandler and Rojan Kuduts Award. Right, right. Uh, who, for you, is most likely to get embroiled in a page six scandal? So I think it will be Kyrie Irving. Um, I think that Windhurst, who is no fan of Kyrie Irving, he is, uh, I've never heard him say a positive thing about him. I mean, he also likes cops and referees and that sort of thing. So. Right. Um, I mean, I assume he, he likes cops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's very owner-friendly. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, he had mentioned on some podcast a, a while ago that, like, he was talking about how Kyrie fired his agent, uh-huh. and he was like, he was like, oh, I can't believe he did that after all, all the messes <laughs> his agent had cleaned up for him. So without that agent to clean up, so whatever those messes are, I mean, he did not specify, but it certainly piqued my interest. Right. I suspect some kind of scandal will will uh, erupt. All right. For me, it's the other superstar. It's Katie. Mm. Um, What, Simon, do you think a year spent needlessly beefing with people (laughs) on Twitter will do to Kevin Durant? I don't know. Something pretty wacky in the old head. Uh, He's already a live wire um, who is triggered by (laughs) the 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 very thing he seems to devote most of his off court. Time to, which is social media. Um, I think w- since he's going to have so little to do over the next year, other than you know regenerate a body part that's been destroyed, uh, <laughs> he's going to spend way too much time on the old socials, and that I don't foresee ending well. Uh-oh. In fact, I foresee it ending in scandal. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, Simon, most likely to get traded. I do not have a fun name for this because mm. I don't remember us really doing any in-season blockbuster trades the last few years. No. We did, like, the D'Lo trade was uh, huge, but it was before the season began. Yep. Um, I can't think of an analog in, like, the last three years to... No, I agree. I I think the closest to that was um, when when we got... um, God, what is his name? Jalil Okafor. Jalil Okafor. Right, right, right. Who did we give up for that? Uh... Um, Trevor Booker. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Booker. Booker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, watch from the league, folks. T-Book. Yeah. One of many former Nets mm-hmm. who are no longer playing. You could fill a book with those. Uh, so my most likely to get traded, Simon Jarrett Allen. Yeah, okay. Our defensive player of the year. Uh, I think that they're going to be content enough to run with DeAndre Jordan this okay. year. Uh, I think they're going to see Nick Claxton as a younger version with a higher upside than Jared Allen. 
Um, and since it's going to become apparent that this is not a championship squad and that KD is probably not coming back this season, mm-hmm. um, they are going to see what they can get for an increasingly frustrated Jared Allen who is sharing time with a dinosaur who uh, <laughs> appears to be allergic to moving while on defense. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Where are you at for most likely to get traded? That is a great... uh, A great... Description of DeAndre? Yeah. 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 Um, I would say most most likely to be traded... I, I hate to say this... But and you've also said you've you've already said Jared Allen, who I think is a good candidate. But you know me saying that is still. Um, and I also think I, I I think we may trade Karis Levert. I, I understand Kenny loves him. I'm sure Sean Marks loves him, and he can't be traded for a bit. Um, I don't exactly remember when. Well, until the December, right? I guess so. Yeah. That that that. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So. Um. But I just kind of feel like, um, you know, he he for for the right team, and I actually don't think, as as I've said before, like the Wizards. I know Beal is off the can't be traded for now anyway. But I never thought that the, the Wizards would be particularly interested in Karras. But there could be a team out there, uh, you know, sort of like a Heat. Again, I don't know who we would be getting from the Heat, but let's just talk like a team that like always wants to be kind of good, mm-hmm. doesn't want to fully blow it up, um, but wants a solid player and has a malcontented um, superstar that Karras could be in a package for. Okay. Interesting. I would be totally fine trading Karras LeVert. Mm-hmm. That's not a surprise. You're a real Winhurst. Alright, so um, most likely to demand Ooh. a trade, and Ooh. this is known, Simon, as the Kenneth Farid yeah. Award. Yeah. Uh, so as we all remember vividly, last season, uh, a lot of buzz about the culture of the Nets, how much they adored one another, uh how bought in everyone was uh, with one glaring <laughs> exception and that was a sulking hoodie wearing Kenneth Farid uh, he did not like that he got so few minutes that he wasn't being used as much as he felt he ought to be um, and when he got to Houston he proved that he still has a fair amount of value um, which we certainly did not maximize no um so this is the Kenneth Farid Award. For me, this year, Simon, and I hate to say it, especially after last night, uh, it's Garrett Temple. Mm. I think that Garrett Temple is was brought in because those guys liked him. So he was signed the same night that Kyrie, Kevin, and DeAndre were. He was like sort of the silent fourth guy brought in that night. Um, and I know that there's an expectation that he'll be, he'll be sort of a 3 and D guy, but I think especially if a guy like Musa is going to get any minutes and they put any priority on, on sort of developing some of the younger players, mm. uh, Garrett Temple could see much if not all of his playing time eaten up, hmm. which at this point in his career, for a guy who can still be productive and probably a contributor on a play on a, on a championship contending team, um, like I could imagine, like the Lakers wouldn't mind a Garrett Temple on their team. Uh, he might get anxious and might start to ask 
to get moved by the trade deadline. Okay, interesting. So yeah. I, I like that answer because I actually have a sort of mirror image uh, version of that because I think the person that is most likely to demand a trade is Zanon Musa. Um, because of the reverse of what you're saying. I think Garrett Temple, will, I think, will be in win-now mode and be less interested in, in, in getting young guys playing time. And I think Musa has made it quite clear he's looking to get a taste out there. I, I, I uh, did not go unnoticed that Musa did not appear to be in the 10-man, um, the first 10 yeah. people to play list. He did play uh, last night when... Everybody but Lance Thomas got in there. Yeah. R.I.P. Lance. Uh, but not good. Um, but he doesn't, at least right now, appear to be a part of the rotation, and I don't think that will sit well. Um, I agree with you. That, I mean, I wouldn't. Or I would. I don't. I don't agree with you, but I. But I can certainly see your scenario playing out. But but mine is um, is Musa. Okay. Uh, most likely to never play in the NBA after this season, a.k.a. the Quincy AC Award. <laughs> um, we all remember Quincy AC is one of myriad awful stretch fours that we've had, <laughs> uh, but was positionally more power forward than um, Torian Prince, for sure. Yeah, I think he might be our most fitting of the ill-fitting power forwards yes, that we just ever was very, he, was, he, he was appropriately sized for yeah. the position. Yeah. He just wasn't good at right. all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know whose heart he had stolen? Kenny Atkinson's. <laughs> um, all right, my answer for this one, Simon. Theo Pinson. Oh, yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I think it could happen sooner than next season. <laughs> but he is no longer in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. Uh, did he get out there last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. All right, who's your guy? Theo Pinson. I, I, <laughs> I, um, yes, he's looked terrible. Uh, he looked terrible in Summer League. Or I shouldn't say look because I didn't watch him, but his, his, his box scores have been just bleeding if there's a financial if, if if a player is a company he's bleeding red ink uh, <laughs> on those on those box scores he shoots terribly um, doesn't really get much of any other stat um, and uh, yeah I don't I think I b- totally believe he was a good college defender but I don't think he's like a lockdown guy in the pros. I just, you know, I mean, the one thing that will keep him on this team, I think, for now is that we literally have no one else to, to play the backup point guard when our inevitable right. um, point guards get hurt. Okay. Uh, most likely net to run into while out and about mm, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, Simon, yeah. start us off. Okay, I think it is Joey Buckets. I think Joey Buckets has really taken to, um, to the borough. Yep. Um, I think he, you know, he, he, he always talks about, you know, the food he likes going out to. I could see him enjoying, you know, uh, a bar or two, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, I don't know, uh, in the off season in particular. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. Um, mine is Jared Allen. Really? Just because I think you'd notice him because his uh, big, big okay. haircut okay. and, you know, he's tall. <laughs> Don't have a big haircut Don't on him. Get that big old haircut on him. Uh, most likely to become the fan favorite, a.k.a. the Rojan Kuruts replacement. Mm, great. Uh, mine is 
you will not be surprised to hear this. It's Claxton. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's mm-hmm. pretty. He's good at dunking. People like all of those things. Yeah. Youth, beauty, and dunking. Yes. Uh, plus, he won't play much, so people won't see all the warts and grow tired of him. And right. we can just speculate he, and yeah. fantasize about what he may be if we just ever played him. Uh, can he ever put him in? Right. I agree. He's sort of the Marcos White. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Marcus White. Because you don't, he's never played against a, a actual starting Right. Player. That is a deep cut Lobo yeah, from yeah. the 90s. He was yeah. a very, very small point guard. Yeah. Uh, even for college basketball, yeah. very small. Yeah. Um, and would come off <laughs> the bench at the end of the game when the pit would light up and start screaming for Marcos White. Yeah. Um, I assume everyone listening to this already knew that. Yeah, but that, now no, no explanation <laughs> needed, but, you yeah. know, just to beat a dead horse. I, yeah, exactly. Um, my pick, uh, Nick Nick is a great pick. I would just say uh, maybe it's Noaba. I, I think people like the way he plays out there. I know I do. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think he will give max effort, sort of the opposite of DeAndre Jordan, yeah. um, anytime he's out there. All right, Simon, final award goes to most likely to disappoint fans, a.k.a. the Jeremy Lin Award. Ooh, good, Bill. Good um, award name. Who's your Jeremy Lin for this season? I think it's DeAndre Jordan. Um, I didn't want to believe what you were saying about him in the Brazil game, and you could argue, you know, as you just mentioned, the Brazil team was pr- pretty much, uh, you know, scoring own goals the uh, <laughs> the entire time, so you could forgive a guy for not giving max effort. Um, still preseason, but... As you said, he he refuses to leave the paint. His rebounds come largely when there are about four other nets out there. Uh, Could also grab the rebound when it comes to to them. Right, especially since he's not going to run down the court. You know, he could he could use that time if it's going to a net to start moving down the court since he doesn't move very quickly. Right. So, and it just yeah, um, I I don't think there's a whole, and and people will resent him for taking Jared Allen's minutes. You know, it's just a it's a toxic concoction. Yeah. Uh, my most likely to disappoint uh, the Jeremy Lin Award is uh, Kevin Durant. And not because Kevin Durant is bad at basketball or is going to suck, but it's because he's not going to play this Mm, season. Got it. Uh, People, while there are various reports and various ways you could read into statements that suggest that maybe there's a chance he's going to come back, the scheduling, the league knows that if they put Golden State Warriors games late in the season, maybe KD will be back. Everyone hopes, everyone dreams, everyone comes up with some sort of medical scenario in which it's reasonable for Kevin Durant to return to play basketball this season. And I just think that the Nets are going to be extremely conservative and extremely cautious with his return, uh, especially after what happened in Golden State and the shade that the the, the sort of league-wide skepticism about the medical staff there. I don't think the Nets want to, you know, if they rush him back and he re-injures himself or something bad happens, I don't think they want that on their conscience. I agree. Um, 
In addition to which, I think it's pretty clear that unless he comes back as 100% KD this season, which is essentially physically impossible, this team (laughs) doesn't have a chance. So what's the point? Wait it off, take a season off, come back next season fully recovered. Uh, But that said, that will be disappointing to fans. Yes. All right. Uh, and I guess that's sort of Katie's corner for the week too. Yeah, yeah. Could you do the KDs for us? Katie's corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a couple bits of news. ESPN pow- future power rankings came out. Did you see this? No. The future power rankings came out. We have always been. I think last season it was middling, maybe in the ten to twenty range. I don't remember specifically where we were. This season, any guesses where we are? No. I mean, I would say maybe 12th? Second. Whoa! Second, Simon. Whoa. Uh, Right behind the Los Angeles Clippers, right ahead, oddly, of the Golden State Warriors. That's unbelievable. Now, what? how many years are they projecting out? Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Uh, But still, pretty fun to be... And I think Pelton does that one, so... um, that comes with some some gravitas to yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Zach Lowe rated us as 11th in league pass rankings. Okay. Not not terrible. No. Uh, tune in, folks. It's going to be exciting. Um, have you seen the Nets Daily Nets fan shop? I saw it. It's weird to me. It's very I odd. I was going to ask is. if you could explain it in some way. I d- it seems like it's a combination of um, Flatbush and Atlantic stuff and just like regular NBA shop shop net gear. Yeah, I agree. Like a swag shop meets Flatbush at Atlantic. Y- yes, yeah. Uh, wh- I don't understand why it exists since those things are both also available online. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, get it. But I guess it's maybe um, an attempt to monetize something. I don't who knows. Uh, I doubt that it exists for very long. Um Obvious point, final point here, uh, but people are actually beginning to care about the Nets. Obviously, we've seen um, the two preseason games that hasn't translated to attendance yet. Yes. But I suspect with real games coming, more people will show up. I suspect. Gotta I hope have so. no idea whether that is, in fact, yeah. true. Um, but the attendance at the last two games has been bleak. Uh, really, really, really not many people at these games. Um, There's a good quote, though, from Kenny about how people are actually caring. Kenny says, People showed up to our press conference. My press conference the first year, it was like crickets. (laughs) And then it goes on to say, In fact, there were three times as many media credentials to this year's media day as there were last year. So the buzz is picking up. This is going to be Certainly the most exciting season since when Kevin Durant and Paul Pierce came here um, in terms of buzz generated, people caring about the Nets, people hopefully showing up to these games, people hopefully listening to Nets podcasts. Yes, please. Um, And were people to listen to this particular Nets podcast and then we're like, man... That was really engaging content. I'd like to contribute some content myself 
Do you think I could write into them? Where would one do that? Send your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, predictions to maybe next time at gmail.com. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. There's a hilarious story up from last night. Oh, really? Simon and I, uh, right when we got there, took a picture in the bleachers um, with literally no one behind us. Uh, so there's some snarky comment about that fact. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to two games. We're, you're going to both, right? Yeah, this Friday, time. Yeah, Friday is the next game at which we all get Kyrie Irving jerseys, so we will both be rocking KI jerseys soon enough. Woo. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Reach out to us. Rate us, review us on Apple and whatnot. Uh, we love to hear from you. And I think we'll probably just have to go ahead and see you next time. I was tired of my lady together too long Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read